Welcome to this podcast. My conversations are about how I overcame some of the greatest challenges of my life by using spiritual principles. My first book, Answers from Within, which is available on Amazon, is a spiritual guide to finding answers to work-life issues. My newest book, For the Love of My Father, also available on Amazon, is the current focus of this podcast and is a spiritual guide for women healing from the absence of a father. Having grown up without my father and eventually realizing the impact this had in my life, I'm happy to share my healing journey with those seeking healing. If you're seeking healing from this issue, this podcast is for you. This is particularly important at this time since women are seeking to take their rightful place in the world. The book and my discussions also seek to help the men who support women who've had this life experience and fathers who were absent. Let's get started. Hello everyone, I'm back, ready to get back into action. And today I wanna take the time to talk about something that came up, it was sort of out of the order in which I wanted to discuss it because I have a, an agenda of the different topics that I'm going to cover from the book For the Love of My Father, which is available on Amazon if you don't have it already and you're someone who's dealing with daddy issues or you have children who are dealing with daddy issues, this is a book that you should really get your hands on. I'd like to say that despite the fact that there's a lot of chaos in the world at the moment at the moment there's a lot going on it is still a very good time to be alive because there's a lot of transition and there's a lot of a lot of change and a lot of opportunity for transition and change um, the things that i talk about which i speak about very openly and candidly my experiences growing up without my father are things that in another time in another place would not even be discussed I'm pretty sure that people have lived and died with all kinds of issues issues related to having an absent parent, whether it's a father or a mother, and there was really no opportunity to discuss any of these things. Uh, but now people talk about things much more openly, much more freely. and. I don't know about everybody else, but I know that for me, it, it's an amazing thing that I have lived long enough and had enough experiences that I can come back and say, listen, this is what happened in my life. This is what happened to me. And this is how I was able to overcome uh, the challenges that this, this posed in my life. And the other good thing, which I'd also like to mention, is that the book, it, and I've read many, many, many books on this subject about what, what I call fatherlessness or um, the absence of a father or things like that. But those books were written by psychologists or people who weren't actually in the situation. And my book is very different because I'm actually telling you the truth, my truth, in terms of how I see it, about what my experience was growing up without a father. And not just growing up without a father, because there would be no point in just saying, I grew up without a father. Uh, 
in my life. It, it's this is what happened and this is how I was able to become a whole person despite what I call the whole that that experience created in my life. So it's different from reading a book that a psychologist wrote or based on some analysis and things like that. And again, one of the great things about the book is that the stories, I mean, you can't, you really can't make any of this up. It's, you know, it's different. So that is one of the, the really, really good things. And I call it in my bones experience and behind the eyeballs because I was there as a child and I felt the things that I felt in my body, in my bones, in my cells. And um, all of those experiences, which you'll see I discuss in the book, were things that actually had to be healed, had to sort of be removed from my, um, from my emotional body, so to speak. So um, that is one of the great things. It's for the love of my father. It's available on Amazon. And the stories are really um, very, very different. And one of the things that's important about that is that sometimes we live and we feel like nobody's ever had an experience like what I had. These things didn't happen to anybody else. And that's not really true. Uh, most of the times the problem is that nobody really wants to talk about it. Uh, for whatever number of reasons, I won't even get into that right now, but people usually don't want to share. And I, I thought to myself, I said, you know, there are probably many people in my family, prior generations, who've gone through a lot of different things. And at the times in their lives, there was no real opportunity. It would have been unheard of for them to come out and say, this is how I feel or this is what happened to me. And at the same time, you know, people many times were in survival mode. So there was no time to talk about, um, you know, how you felt or how a challenge or a trauma affected you. Everything was about living and rightfully so. So in terms of my agenda, I'm going to skip around a little bit because I had a telephone conference, a telephone call with someone, and she was really, uh, we were talking about something related to the book, but she brought her personal situation to me and she said, listen, you know, I, I love the work that you're doing. I think it's very important. And I'll just tell you that my daughter, who is a, a child, is growing up without her father. He is part of her life in that he's paying child support, but he's not really involved with her. And that really concerns me because I don't know how it's going to affect her and, and how she's going to take it. But then she said the most important thing. She said, I have made an effort not to speak badly about my daughter's father. And that was the most significant thing that she could have said because Aside from the father's issues with not fulfilling his obligation as a parent, what we have to see is that if you're the mother and you know, you're the one that's present, you have a responsibility not to damage your child's essential self by speaking ill, which is exactly what happens when you speak negatively of anyone's parent. 
and worse for a child because the child's the child is directly related they, they have no no separate identity when they're very young from their parent so whatever you say to a child they're actually um, attributing sort of to themselves if you speak about the parent they sort of attribute it to themselves and there's lots of psychological research out there relating that particular subject but in the book i talk about preserving your child's essential self that's a key kind of thing now i know for a fact that this is not an easy thing to do i'll tell you a little bit about my experience in uh, as a lawyer because i used to practice in the family area i don't any longer because i just cannot deal with the the drama and the trauma because i myself was in that situation uh, as a child and so i cannot tolerate to see the parents really go at each other um, at all cost regardless of the damage that it might be causing their children so i withdrew from that area but i myself as a child had you know two two sets of families who, as I describe in the book, I, I can only say it was the War of the Roses. And none of those people that were involved had the real capacity to say, you know what, we really need to consider what could happen to this child or these children um, because we're having a War of the Roses. That wasn't even something that was on the table. It was just war and all out war. And in addition to that family dynamic in general, then we had, you know, my my mom and my dad, which just happens all the time. Parents are getting separated and they were having their own war. And I speak about the, the fact in the book that, you know, my dad did not specifically ever say anything negative to me about my mom. He, however, showed what I considered, what I considered to be um, disdain uh, in, in any conversation in which a reference was made to her. You know, you have the rolling of the eyes and the, the intolerance and all these kinds of things sort of clearly displayed to a child. And I... Um, there's a story in the book, I'll, I'll give it to you very briefly, which they're having a discussion basically on the street. I'm very young and they are arguing. And at some point, and I don't remember the discussion or what have you, but at some point on the street, they're talking. And I, as a little child, just burst out in tears. I mean, bawling with no explanation, just it was just awful and the two of them paused and of course people were looking and wondering what you know what was going on with this child and the two of them really did not know what to do but they had basically um unnerved me to the point that i just exploded in absolute uh horror but in any event once um that was over they tried to you know calm me down i can't remember what they said but they tried to calm me down and get me to stop crying on the street so that they could sort of slink away um 
from what the, the, the scenario they had created. Now, the whole thing there is that is a clear display of damaging your child's essential self of creating circumstances in which the child is going to be so helpless and so distraught that they just don't have anything else to do but to explode in tears on the street in the presence of both their parents. Now, my mom was uh, different to my dad in that she did speak about him and she did talk to me uh, directly about the things that he did or didn't do or what have you. And I want you to know that I felt for my entire life completely and totally burdened by the things that I heard. Um, I don't have any anger or resentment towards my parents at this point because I really understand that they were acting as best they understood at that particular time. However, when I look back at it, I realize that they absolutely did the worst things that they could in terms of their capacity to consider the, the damage that they would be doing to me or to my brother or to any other children that you know, my father had or, or what have you. And this is why it, this lady that I spoke to and she says, I'm going to make an effort. I am making an effort not to speak negatively. That is what is involved in protecting your children's essential self. And the other part of it, I want to say, because none of this is easy. I speak about this in the book. There's nothing in there that says that the things that, that I discuss are easy because I know there are many situations and I've experienced this as well in which you make a decision that you're not going to speak badly of your child's other parent. Of course, I'm talking from the female perspective. So, you know, uh, in that case, you would say about your child's father and you can make that decision. And the sad part of it is that the other person would not make that same decision. And it, it's hard to hold back from speaking against that person when you know that they're speaking against you. And I know, for example, in, in some states, one, there's, there's a class that you have to take when you are getting divorced. And I remember when I was getting divorced that I went to the class and one of the primary things they said was, do not speak ill about the other parent in front of your children. And I have to tell you that in most cases, people absolutely do exactly that. Speak ill of the other parent. Now, what I'd like to encourage you to do is number one, to not do it. As a woman, because I'm coming from the woman's perspective, of, I mean, obviously, of course, as a man, but from the woman's perspective, if you're a single mom or you know getting divorced or whatever don't speak ill of your child's father all of us have work to do all of us will have issues your children will have issues but don't add additional things to the baggage that they will have to clean up don't speak ill of your child's father number two develop the capacity 
to be able to withstand the fact that this person might be speaking ill of you to the child without the need to retaliate. Because what you're trying to do when you assimilate all of this and you incorporate all of this into your life is to save your child. You are trying not to make your child crazy, which I will say that my parents absolutely tried to make me crazy. Now, that wasn't their intention. They didn't know that they were doing it. And fortunately, I, there, some people might argue with this, but I'm not certifiably crazy as of this moment. But without the work that I did, without coming into a greater understanding of myself, I assure you, I would be certifiable because these people, all of them, my mom, my dad, and a lot of the family around all of this had no sense of protecting a child's essential self. It was about what everybody felt, it was about what everybody wanted, and everybody having an opportunity to get over. If your child's father wants to talk to your child negatively about you, you're not gonna be able to control it. The only thing that you can control is whether you speak negatively about him. And at the least, your child will have one less issue to deal with. Because when they get older and they have their issues, you need to be able to go to bed at night and know that you did not contribute to those issues. So the whole thing, and there's a significant discussion about protecting your child's essential self in the book, For the Love of My Father, available on Amazon. And I want you to really think about what that means, what you're willing to do to protect your children or your child's essential self so that they are not completely destroyed by the absence of their father. Just like this lady said, I am making every effort not to speak badly about my daughter's father to her. That is what you're required to do. And that is one of the par a parent's essential duties to protect their children children's essential self. And so if you have a situation with an absent father that's not there for your child, try to make an effort to protect their essential self. And you can, of course, read For the Love of My Father, which is available on Amazon. And I think that that covers that subject to the best of my ability and the time that I have at this moment. I look forward to seeing you again. Please subscribe to the channel, check out the book, my website, authoroliviabenson.com. And please feel free to leave me a message and we will be, I will be back next week with a new video. Take care, bye.